So today, I want to welcome uh, Gateway Mission Assembly. Uh, they're going to be watching our broadcast uh, from the Philippines. So Pastor Steve McKinney had asked if we could um, do another service for them. And so I'm excited that we have such a good relationship with our uh, brothers and sisters in the Philippines as we continue to uh, pour missions out and see the, the message of, of God go to the world. Um, today's message that I've got, that I've got prepared today is, is, is one of my favorite messages. This is the best story ever told. This is the greatest story ever told of all time from the beginning of time until now. This is the greatest story. And um, I want to talk today about Christmas, about the Christmas story. And, and I want to get into it a little bit deeper. And I want to let you guys into a little bit of my brain as I read the story. Um, my, maybe the way I think is sometimes different than what normal people think. So my wife tells me all the time. But when I read this story, it's such an incredible story to me that God could take this circumstance and he could create this story that has so much grace, so much love, and the ability to change our lives forever. So today I want to talk about uh, the Christmas story, and I want you to go with me in Luke chapter 2. And I'm just going to read it. There, this story does not require um, any changes. It doesn't require any additives. It doesn't require anything else. So I'm just going to do this story the best justice I can. And I'm just going to read it straight from the source, from the Bible, just like it was, it was written. Luke chapter 2, it says, In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place in quite a while while, um, while Cornus was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth to Galilee, to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no guests, guest rooms available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over the flock at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will, be, that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. 
Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angels, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven. And on earth peace to those whom his favor rests. When the angel had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was laying in a manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all of these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they were told by the angels. This story to me is the greatest story that was ever told. This was the story of what God chose to do and how God chose to redeem all of our souls. This was the story about how God chose to make his entrance. This was the story of how God chose to speak after 400 years of silence. See, what we, what we see is this beautiful Christmas story and we, we hear about this story and it's told every year and we just, we just think, oh, this is so nice and so wonderful. What you don't understand is all of the little things that happened in the story that made it more of a scandal. You see, in this time, God had not spoken for 400 years. After Malachi, when the Old Testament ended, all we see is we see a page. We turn the page and we go from the Old Testament to the New Testament. And we forget that from Malachi to the moment that Jesus was born, God had been completely silent for 400 years. He hadn't spoken to a prophet. He hadn't spoken to a person. An angel hadn't been seen. There had been zero communication between God and man for 400 years. You would say to your father, dad, have you ever heard the voice of God? And he'd say, no, um, let's ask grandpa. And grandpa would say, have you? And he would say, no, I've never heard the voice of God. For four centuries, God was silent. And then to break the silence, he chose to break the silence with the cry of a baby and the words of the angels. I was, I'm, I'm kind of a history person, and so I was, I was looking back in some of these historical moments, and there was an inventor. His name was Reginald Fenson. And Reginald Fenson was attributed for the invention of the AM radio. And to this moment in 1906 on Christmas Eve, to that moment, there had never been words spoken over radio waves. And so here he was on the eastern seaboard and all the ships were out in the, out in the ocean on Christmas Eve. And <clears throat> Reginald... He decides that he's ready to have his first test. And so he sits down at his, 
at his console and at the transmitter and he sits down and he speaks into the microphone. And the words that he chose to speak was the Christmas story. He read the story of Jesus' birth. And as you can imagine, I'm, I'm, I imagine being one of those sailors sitting on the, on the seaboard and their, their radios were always on because until this moment, all they had ever heard through the radio was tones making Morse code. And in the silence comes a voice. And the voice spoke the words of Christmas. That unto you a child is born, and he is Christ the Lord. I imagine that was a similar experience with the Jews as they heard this Christmas story and they lived it for the first time. As the shepherds were standing in the in the middle of their field and they stood there and this angel appeared to them. I don't know if you've ever seen an angel, but I've never seen an angel. But when we talk about angels, sometimes we talk about them like they're these, you know, fun, you know, beautiful, you know, just messenger from God. They're just a messenger. But I find it interesting that every single time an angel appears in the Bible, the very first words that they say are what? Don't be afraid. Right? And so the Bible says that this angel appeared to the shepherds. And the shepherds, who were they? They were the lowliest of people on the planet they weren't even allowed to go into the sanctuary into the tabernacle to give offerings because they were considered socially unclean because they lived with animals but God chose the very first words of Christmas to be to the shepherds and when the angel showed up it says that the shepherds were terrified and the angel says don't be afraid and so they said ah right I imagine that being terrified I mean the word terrified just strikes me as falling on the ground in the fetal position trembling and as they trembled with this enormous being of, of light and power speaks these words there's a child that was born He's the Christ. He's the Messiah. He's the end. He's the point. He's the reason. He is everything. And you guys are the ones I chose to spread this message. See, the Christmas story to me, it was this scandalous affair. Imagine with me right now. You're sitting in your living room And your 16-year-old daughter walks in the door. And she says, she's got her her boyfriend sitting there. And she says, Mom and Dad, I have something to tell you. And you're like, all right, what what is it? You know, you need to sit down for this. And so you sit down on the couch. She says these words. I'm pregnant. But we've never had sex. But the Holy Spirit last night came down and got on me and impregnated me. And the baby that's inside of me is actually God. 
in that moment, I think we, we, we think in our, in our minds that Mary's parents would be like, oh, okay, that's great. God did that. But it, you probably wouldn't respond like that. You'd be like, where's the drugs? Give them to me now. I want to know what you've been taking. Like, stop lying to me, young lady. You're grounded. Right? I mean, that is the most ludicrous story that you could ever even come up with. I mean, it's so crazy that nobody would even think about that excuse. Like, it's so out there that it's like not even a thought that would come into our mind. But I imagine that even if the story was, okay, we'll, we'll give you the benefit of the doubt, it was God. Right? I imagine that when they went to family functions, people would smile and, you know, wave at them and say hi. And then as soon as they walked out of the room, they, they were the, the, the topic of all the gossip. People would talk about them and they were the talk of the town. The couple that got impregnated. And then they make this journey to their hometown. They didn't go like I am. I imagine when I when I read the Christmas story, originally you think that they just went off to some random place that they had to check in at. But no, they went to their town of his birth. They went home. They went home, and there wasn't a single guest room for them to stay in. There wasn't a living room. There wasn't a closet. There wasn't a back room in mom and dad's house, in your cousin's house. I don't know. When I when I go visit family, there's always somebody who has a space that you can at least lay down. Especially you're pregnant. And everybody in the hometown said, sorry, you can't stay here. So finally, somebody says, well, you know, there's no rooms, but if you want, there's a stable kind of out in the back behind, you know, on the backside of town. And when we think stable, you probably think of the shed that you've got in your backyard. It's got like all kinds of hay and stuff in there. And it's all like it can be comfy and cozy if you really tried hard to make it that way. You know, you think of the barn, you know, that you see in the movies, but it was probably more like a cave. They said, hey, you know, you can go stay in the cave on the backside of town. And that's where all the animals go to get out of the rain when it's when it's storming and it's raining. And so she goes into this cave. And I imagine as she's sitting there in this cave, she had been riding a donkey for how many hours traveling, full-term pregnant. And I imagine the only prayer and the only thought on her mind was God, please do not let me have this baby here. Any woman, any mother, that would be your prayer. But the donkey ride was too treacherous and her water broke and she had a baby right there in the middle of a cave outside and the only thing she had to put her baby in was the feeding trough 
thing that's amazing about this story to me I think a lot of us find ourselves in the place that Mary was. We're praying. We're crying out to God. And our prayers don't get answered. imagine this wasn't a high point in her life. She didn't feel loved. She didn't feel accepted. She didn't feel special. sitting there alone no one around with this baby some of us may feel like you're lost some of you may feel like you have no hope some of you may feel rejected maybe you like me this is the first Christmas that you have without a loved one But in that moment, God came down and he spoke hope. In that moment, God came down and he gave the greatest gift ever given to man. And I imagine when Mary was feeling at her worst, maybe her and Joseph just had, a, had an argument about how her, how his family wouldn't how his family wouldn't even let him stay there and they probably had a fight and they were probably yelling at each other they were probably intensely emotional trying to figure out what the rest of their life was going to look like and how are we going to take care of this baby how are we going to do this god told us the angel told us that this was a blessing but i don't feel blessed And in that moment of their deepest sorrow, I imagine that was when the shepherds walked in the door. And the shepherds excitedly came to the opening of the cave and they said, Hey, we have been told by an angel that something special happened here and we want to be witnesses of this great moment in history. We've all heard the 12... uh, the 12 days of Christmas, you sing it at all the family functions and you always give the person who is tone deaf the five golden rings. <laughs> but I want to share with you the 12 words of Christmas that changed the world forever. The 12 words of Christmas that the shepherds came and shared with Mary at her lowest moment and they were this. It says... A Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. 
These 12 words literally were unrivaled by any other 12 words ever spoken in history because this was the moment in history that everything changed. This was the moment where grace was absent and grace was delivered to the world. This was the moment where God changed everything because in that moment... Mary was holding this little baby, but today, this Christmas, this little baby is holding you. See, Jesus didn't come in the world in robes of glamour, looking like royalty seated above everyone else. He came to this world in the middle of scandal, in the middle of this story. Of love and a couple, rejection, hurt, pain, brokenness. Jesus' life had all of that. But he's here today full of grace, full of love, full of joy, and he came to give it all away. So whatever situation you're in today, maybe you're in that place where you feel rejected. Maybe you're in that place where you feel alone. You don't have to stay alone. You can receive this gift that God has given of grace, joy, love, peace. The greatest gift ever given. The greatest story ever told. And it was told for you. These 12 words of Christmas. If you receive them into your heart, will change your life. Reginald Fesden, when he did his broadcast over the AM radio on the eastern seaboard, after he told the story of Christmas, he wasn't only an inventor, he was the son of a a minister, and he was a musician, and he grabbed his violin, and he played the first song ever played on the radio. And it wasn't Miley Cyrus. It wasn't the top 40. It was Oh Holy Night. Oh Holy Night. The stars are brightly shining. It's the night of our Savior's birth. And this Christmas... This Christmas, we can take that same message. We can take this message, not of just a pretty Christmas story, but a message that there is a child that was born that can bring you hope when you're lost. It can give you direction when you don't know where to go. 
There's a child that was born that can break the chains of addiction in your life. There was a child that was born that can save your soul. If you're depressed, he can give you joy. He can change everything. There's nothing that he can't do. And he's here now for you. I just want to just send this out. If you're in the house, just everybody can bow your head and close your eyes. I just want to send this out on the live stream in the house. If you feel broken, if you need Jesus today, if you didn't know, maybe you're saying, I didn't know that I had this option. I didn't know I had this Savior. I didn't know that God could do this in my heart. I didn't know that God could change my life like this. And you say, I want to be a part of this family. I want to take part in this story. I want Jesus to change my heart. Maybe you're saying that today and I want you to say this prayer with me. If you were that person, maybe you, maybe you've never known Jesus. Maybe you've walked away from Jesus. Maybe you're, maybe you're saved. Maybe you're a Christian and you just feel lost. You feel like God is silent. You feel like that he hasn't spoken to you in centuries. God wants to speak to you today and he wants to tell you the greatest story and give you the greatest gift ever given. If you want Jesus today, I want you to say this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart. I ask you to cleanse me from all of my sin. Lord, and I ask you to touch my circumstances, my brokenness, my weakness, my fear, my anxiety. Lord, I ask you to come in now. Touch my spirit and let your spirit overcome me. God, I pray this in your name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer with me, this isn't just a cool moment. It's not just something that we do. This is a moment where God supernaturally begins to change the DNA that makes up your life. He begins to change the framework that builds your life. He begins to change your story. Your story doesn't have to be a story of regret. Your story doesn't have to be a story of failure. Your story can be a story of greatness, grace, love, mercy, and the greatness of Jesus. In this moment, I want us to sing together. I want us to sing that song, Oh Holy Night. And as we sing it, you guys can all stand with me. And as we as we sing it, I just want you to allow this story to resonate in your heart as it resonated in mine.